I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I did that. But welcome to another episode of Joda, please. My name is Mommy, and I will be your host, which I'm always your host. So I don't know why I'm acting like this is new. But if you're listening to me for the first time, what's up? Um, yeah, welcome. Stay comfortable, relaxed. Um, this is episode five. Um, relationship. Hey Jesus, I can't talk. Relationship talk part two. Um, where are we going to start? Let's start with what is love to me? Define love. And, and this question, this question was asked to me recently. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to answer it. Define love. Love is an emotions, a bomb of emotions that come together to create bomb of emotions. I don't, I don't, okay, let's move on. But my favorite, uh, understanding of love in literal, literal, oh God, this word. Literature, literature, yeah. My favorite understanding of love in literature is um, Romeo and Juliet, Titanic. I love endless love. I love when sacrificial love. I love when um, in the movies, the one person has to lose their life over love. I don't know why. It just, it's just, for me, that is so deep. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't believe that should happen in real life, but like in literature, like, I feel like that's very, very, you know, yeah. But we know that the ultimate form of love is what God's love. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyways, so this is a continuation of uh, Relationship Talks Part 1. So this is Part 2. And in Part 1, we discussed a whole bunch of things. I had notes down. I had things written down. But in Part 2, it really, there's, no, I don't know where this is going to go. We're just going to hope for the best. That's all I have to say. And I have a few questions. I have a few questions here that I'm going to discuss and help us go through this um, episode. The first question I have here is how to solve conflict, conflicts in the relationships. How to solve conflicts in the relationships. So for me, right, I'm a very emotional person. Um, in conflict situations in the relationship, I don't really like, I like to argue. Yeah, let's get out of the way. Let's get that out of the way because I'm, a, I'm an African woman and I love to argue like for fun, not for fun, for violence, not for violence. I just love to argue. But I'm someone that will walk away in a situation when the conflict is very heated. I don't like fights that escalate. I don't like to escalate fights. So like when I'm in an argument with someone and I notice that they're getting overly angry and it's out of control, I will literally walk away. That's just who I am. Yes, call me a wimp, whatever, but I'm saving myself because, hey, emotions allow people to do many, many crazy things like, you know, on the news, you hear crazy things like, and lately, lately, I've been reading so much about couples hurting each other in relationships and like fighting and a couple abuse, basically is what I'm trying to say. And I've been reading more about it. And the more I read about it, the more I don't want to be in a relationship because it's a very scary world. And I'm like, why are people so... I, I, I don't know. It's just crazy how you could trust someone who will do something like that to you. But hey, you never know what somebody is really plotting. That is why you always have to pray and hope that you don't end up in these relationships. But yeah, I'm someone that like walks away in conflicts. Like I don't like to fight. If you want to fight me... I don't know what to tell you, bro, because I'm walking away. The next question I have here is my favorite example of love in literary work. What is my favorite example of love in literary work? Um, my favorite example of love in literary work 
is any K-drama, any romantic K-drama is my favorite example of love in literary work. I, cons I consider uh, Korean drama as the best form of understanding romance. I don't know why, but whoever, whoever exposed me to Korean drama, I really think it was my mom because when we were younger, she used to watch all these like uh, soup operas. If you're a Ghanaian, you definitely know Rosalinda, uh, um, uh, My Sweet Fat Valentina, all these uh, soap operas. And then some way, somehow, we started watching the Filipino soap operas. And some way, somehow, we started watching the Korean soap operas. Some way, somehow, I'm now addicted to K-drama as an adult. And me and my mom share a heavy love of K-drama. In fact, when we don't communicate and we communicate, we realize that we've been watching the same Korean dramas. It's the craziest thing ever. But yeah, my love for Korean drama is so deep. And I feel like Korean drama is literally the best example of love in literary work. So amazing. 10 out of 10. Like, how do they... Like, I, I want to be in the studio. I want to be in the boot camp. The writing boot camp when they are writing uh, the Korean drama um, plots. I want to be there. Because I, I, don't, I don't understand how they can come up with something that can literally... Like, sometimes when I'm watching the Korean drama, it can change my whole life. Like, my whole perception of love has changed ever since I started watching Korean drama. I used to be so wicked. I'm not going to lie. I used to be very mean to guys. But as I started watching Korean drama, my heart started to soften more. I don't know what it is. I don't know the signs behind it. But yeah, I love Korean. Hey, Koji. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know why that was so funny. Okay, the next question we have here is the pros and cons of house husband i kid you not there's no direction in these questions please so if you think like this is eclectic i'm very sorry because there's no direction but this question is so funny it says the pros and cons of house husbands as a woman i'm gonna answer this in my perspective no man should come and argue with me i beg you please please i beg you please listen this is just my opinion and obviously you guys said women's opinion is irrelevant so yeah Pros of house husband, um, someone who can take care of your kids, wash your clothes, cook, sweep the house, basically a houseboy type vibe. And no disrespect, you know, if you feel like you want to be a house husband, be that. Like there's so many men out here who are house, house husband, house husbands, and they're doing the darn thing. Be that house husband and a housewife. I, I really, really stand for housewives. Um. I love what they do. You know something? Being a housewife is such a such a work. It's, it's such a it's, it's such a, a a duty that I really look up to. Because people think that housewives aren't hardworking because all they do is leisure and and like yeah. But no, housewives are actually the most hardworking women ever and the most smartest. Have you ever met a housewife? A woman who's married to a really rich man and see how she she just lives they are very smart they take care of themselves they have businesses on the side usually they have multi-million businesses on the side i kid you not housewives are so smart because they know how to invest it's true it's very very true ask any housewife anyways let's move on um what is next Locks long okay. This this is a statement. This is not a question. Long distance, re hey, long distance relationships are always meant to fail. 
Oh, you know, I used to be somebody who really, really believed in long-distance relationships. Like when people were arguing about long-distance relationships not working, I would be there in the conversation ready to stand for long-distance relationship. Like I wholeheartedly believe that people could do long-distance relationship. I used to be like long-distance relationship strengthens the relationship. It makes it stronger. Without long-distance relationship, the relationship will fall. But no, I've been defeated by that opinion. I no longer believe about that. Long-distance relationships are bogus. I don't believe in long-distance relationships. It's either we are in short distance or we are not in distance. Because I don't understand how, you know, because I just don't have faith in it anymore. You know, it's either it's either you are here, present in, in the same city I'm in, or it's not going to work. Because one, it's like you never know the person. You never really know a person until you're really around them. You never really... I don't, I don't understand how people can be on, in a relationship for two years. Let's talk, let's talk about the ones where the person is in Ghana and you are in the U.S. So, how, uh, there's a lot of questions I have for that one. There's a lot of questions I have for that one. But personally, I don't believe in long-distance relationship. I, I feel like we should be here. I feel like we should be available for each other here. Um, communication is always very whack in long distance relationship. I'm, I'm somebody that I get really tired. I get really uh, restless when I'm texting somebody who's boring. Um, hi, Hey, what are you doing? Cooking. Okay. Bye. Going to play basketball. Okay. Bye. Going to work. Okay. Boring. Real childish behavior. Real high school behavior. In fact, in high school, we still have, we used to have more interesting conversations. In middle school, we still have more interesting conversations. I just feel like long-distance relationship conversations get boring over time because there's nothing else to talk about because you don't have enough physical experiences to talk about things. Like, especially if the person is not a deep thinker. Like, oh, best believe the most you're going to get out of them is have you eaten today? What's your favorite food? What's your favorite? In fact, I've banned myself from answering those types of questions. I'll literally tell you. Especially, like, if I'm getting to know you for the first time. And... You ask me what my favorite color, what my favorite food, I will ignore you. And I will say, I will politely say, I don't, I don't consent to answering the questions. <laughs> I really don't. I don't consent to answering the questions. I'm bored of them. Ask me something, something enlightening. Like if I were a dog, what dog, what brand of dog would I be? Um, what do I think of global warming? Is Al Gore a real person? Uh, what do I think of? Movies. I love people who ask me interesting questions about movies, film. I'm a film uh, enthusiast. I love film. Any type of film. Well, not any type of film. But mostly, like, I love independent films for some reason. I don't even care if you're, you created a film and it makes no sense. I will watch it. If it's an independent film, I will watch it. Because that's just the type of person I am. That's my aesthetic. It's independent films. I also like K-drama. I already told you guys. I love Korean drama. I've, I'm not yet, I've not yet met a man who enjoys watching Korean drama. In fact, men will lie to me and be like, oh yeah, I watch Korean drama. And then when it's time to watch it, they want to be, they don't want to watch it again. No, no. I need a guy who likes to watch Korean drama. And also I'm a fan of action movies. A lot of guys think women don't like to watch uh, action movies. Me, I like watching action movies. One of my favorite action movies is um, Taken. I love any Denzel Washington film. I don't care what he's doing in it. I'll watch it. I think it's just he's just amazing. 
and also his son. I, I recently found out that his son is also an actor. Um, does not look like him at all, but they kind of act similar, similarly, and they kind of sound the same. So yeah. Another question. Another question I have is: Is there such a thing as love in the purely American style? Is there such a thing as love in the purely American style? To be honest, I this is gonna sound very biased, but um, I don't think Americans believe in love. I think we our hearts have been broken so many times by our government that our idea for love is is very sick. Americans actually believe in using each other. I mean, all most people do believe in using each other, but I feel like Americans we really we really marry for for vibes, <laughs> for aesthetic, for what people can do for each other. It's very very sad. It's very very sad. And you know how like the divorce rate in America is like super high. Yeah. Americans really don't marry for love. Um you know, Africans are very very conservative, but I feel like we do marry for love because because you know how like um a lot of traditional African parents always say, "Oh, um I can um you can learn to love someone. You can learn to love someone and the more you like get to know them and like Sometimes, or they always say, when I married my husband, I didn't really love him, but then I it grew. And I kind of believe that. I kind I kind of can see how that can happen. Like, before, I used to be like, oh, that's such a crazy concept. What does that even mean? Like, oh my gosh, like, you're oppressed. Free yourself. But I realized that, no, no, actually, I think love can grow. I do think love can grow. I think that those are the sweetest form of love because you really work for it. I feel like the love that is very, like we met when we were 12 and we felt we instantly knew i don't like i don't like love that is very love at first sight it's corny it's unrealistic maybe i need therapy but yeah we all need therapy but no i feel like that kind of love is very unrealistic to me because it's like we met when we were 12 and we instantly knew it for each other no because think about it this way. You have an idea of who your ideal woman should be because of so social norms, because of what you see, because of what you've experienced. So if you see a woman that looks like um, Vanessa Hudgens and you are obsessed with Vanessa Hudgens, you're obviously going to think, oh, she's the one for you because she looks like Vanessa Hudgens. But maybe she's not. So I think that people have this thing where it's like, oh, you know... We we met when we were twelve, and I just knew, or even like this is about to this is about to shock you guys, but this is my own opinion. I think that when people date each other and they say, "Oh, I, there's something about her that I truly loved," um, there's something about her that I truly love. I'm like, okay, okay, that's cool. Um, why do you love these things about her? And then you find that they love these things about this person because they remind them of a certain person. Like, oh, I love, I like how she's this and I like how she's that. Okay, does that remind you of somebody you knew? You know, and so what does this mean? I feel like sometimes it can be dangerous to have that perspective to like, like someone because they remind you of someone. Because in the end, how did that person make you feel? And in the end, are you going to assume this person is going to make you feel this way? So are you treating them based off of... You know what I'm saying? That might be thinking too much. That might be thinking too much. But really, if you really deep it, we're all really messed up in the head. We're all really, we all need therapy. Because, because does anybody actually truly like somebody? Or do we like them based off our experiences? Like, 
you know that is a very interesting concert but yeah that's something that i think about a lot so yeah the next statement or question i have is can love be faked oh that is a nice segue to what we were just talking about i definitely feel like love can be faked oh it's very scary out here it's a very hot steaming world out here love definitely can be faked a lot of people fake love a lot of people have be, are married to people and have been married for many, many years and have faked the love because of financial gain, because of um, fear of being alone, because of forced marriage, all kinds of things. Um, is this a bad thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is a bad thing. I don't know if this is a, I, don't, I really don't know if it's a bad thing. I don't know. I really, really don't. I can't answer this at the moment because... I just feel like you fake it till you make it. You really do. Hey, maybe I need therapy. But no, seriously. Um, I just think it's super wrong to lead people on when you truly don't have feelings for them. I think it's very, very sick. Um, one thing that I've been experiencing lately, and this might be me oversharing, but honestly, this is my podcast. I can do whatever I want. But I've just been ghost, been ghosted way too many times. Like, I really think the normal amount of ghosting I've exceeded. Because I... And crazy thing is, crazy thing is, a lot of these relationships that I've been dealing with or, like, these people that I've been meeting has always been them chasing me. I stopped chasing in 2011. Oh, no, no, no. That's too far. I stopped chasing maybe in 2018. I'm 26 years old. I don't chase. You know how people say, I don't chase, I attract. I don't chase, I... That's me. Like, literally, for real. I don't know what it is, but... Um, I Men will literally be obsessed with me for two weeks. So obsessed. I mean, I mean, so obsessed. And, like, the way they would meet me is so scary because it's very love-bombing. It's very... Oh, my goodness, you're so beautiful. I've always been wanting to talk to you, but I've been so scared, and I finally got the chance that I can't believe I'm talking to you. And then after two weeks they kind of just will just ghost me because, you know, I've come to um, understanding that I'm not the problem because honestly, I can never be the problem. I think that either they realize that I am too intellectually too much for them and they can't handle my intellects or that I am too much for them. Like this, it's like, it's like they can't, they don't have enough emotional availability for me. And I think that's what it is. Because one thing about me is I am a very, very, I say what I do and I do as I say. Like, if I'm very interested in a person, we will conversate every single day. I will I will make the conversation interesting based off you. I'm very much what you give me, I give you. So if you're giving me bola garbage, I I'm, I won't give you garbage, but I will hold on, to, hold on to whatever I want to give you because reciprocation is very important. Um, I've learned that sometimes giving is it's okay sometimes take be a take card be a take card that's what i've learned i've learned to be a take card um because this is my year of taking no this is this I've, I've given so much um like yesterday was my final straw because i was talking to this guy and then we we're having a conversation and then in between the conversation he was like oh his brother called him and i never heard from him again Yes, maybe he slept overslept, but I believed I want to believe that he ghosted me. Because there's no way that you can know. I want to believe that he was ghosted because he realized that this woman is really too much for me. Like 
too much of a queen for me so yeah that's what we are gonna go with but yeah ghost in i've, I've already talked about this i think i talked about it in the first uh part one but yeah ghost in is so ghetto i don't recommend um i told I, I called my friend this morning and i was talking to him and i was telling him about how like um i'm done i'm pursuing and which i never really did i never really pursued but like now i'm, I'm truly done pursuing because uh, I just want to relax and enjoy. I just want to observe. I just want to observe a person and just and just say, okay, you're being consistent. Like, good job. Like, you're not gonna get a cookie for it. Like, keep. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to be overly overly excited by treatments, by good treatments, because I deserve good treatments. And I think that's the place we have to come to. We have to, as women, we have to come to a place where it's like, I deserve the good treatment. I deserve love, everything, affection. And I'm going to take it. And I'm not going to act like this is new for me. I mean, be excited on your own. But sharing to people that this is not something you... I don't know. It just, it just does something. I don't know. But anyways, at the end of the day, I don't think there should be any mechanical, mathematical way to do things. Do things by how you feel. And if you feel like doing something, do it. Go based off your feeling. Don't go based off of anything that anybody... I said this yesterday on my live. People on the internet want to act like they have PhDs um, on relationships, dating, whatever, whatever. Me, I don't stand. I start. I say I. This is all opinion, facts, and and whatever is in my head. And obviously, you guys know that I do say some questionable things. So if you take it, take it with a, gr a grain of pinch of salt, because what sometimes I just say some things and I go back and I listen to it and I said. Mm, People are like, oh my goodness, yes, yes, yes. And, and me, I'm like, why did I say that? So yeah, people on the internet like to act like they have a PhD in relationships. No. You'll find that all these people that have podcasts on relationships and stuff, they actually don't know how to be in a relationship and actually have never been in a relationship. AKA, I'm talking to myself. But um, yeah, take it as a grain of salt. What, a grain of salt? <laughs> The next question we have is, is being faithful hard? Is being faithful hard? Hey, hey, this question, hmm, is being faithful hard? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think, I think it is. I think in the year of 2023, I think being faithful is hard because, because we are so scared of people. Um, everybody's super scared of, um, being heartbroken nobody wants to try nobody wants to be the scapegoat of love everybody just wants to like oh meet somebody and assurance every day oh i assure you i love you but they never want to reciprocate because everybody's so scared um so i think being faithful is hard uh i think that's why people have attachment issues because they don't want to be faithful um and cheating is at an all-time high you know something our our you know, older generations always say how, like, back in the day, oh, back in the day, we didn't used to do the things that uh, uh, you guys do. Like, we, we, our relationships were healthy. No. You guys compromised your entire mental health. You guys literally put your life on the line for relationships. You guys literally let your husband cheat on you 44 times. And literally let your wife cheat on you 44 times. The, you let these things happen. We are a generation of not letting these things happen. 
we we when people cheat on people we shame them on the internet your generation did not do that there was no internet okay maybe there was but not far okay okay let's move on but no i just feel like our generation we're good at shaming people for cheating and i like that i like that i don't think cheating should be condoned i think being faithful in 2023 is very difficult because it's like we can't trust people and like people are like oh well i'm gonna this is the thing that people say and i say this sometimes i'm not gonna put all my eggs in one basket i'm not gonna put all my eggs in one basket and this whole like dating app culture that's what i call it oh jesus excuse me that was so uncalledful but this whole like dating app culture of like um i'm gonna date this person and i'm gonna have to date this other person and then if this person does not work i'm gonna move on to that second person and then i'm also gonna have a third person just in case and i understand that but therapy is also there we can get therapy and get whatever dating issues attachment issues we have dealt with but um yeah and i was talking to my friend today and i was like dating app culture is so it's ruining our relationships it really is because there's no way that you meet somebody on date like let's just get this straight 80 percent of the american population is on dating apps or has been on the dating apps people like to say oh i don't believe in dating apps uh you've been on a dating app before a lot of people are going to meet their spouses on dating apps because that's just our generation because more, more people are on dating apps than in real life. I'm sorry. Nobody's approaching anybody in real life. Like, excuse me, hi, can I have your number? That never happens. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that happens. You just need to give love a chance. You, need, you just need to go out more. No, that never happens. This is not movie. This is not lifetime. That does not happen. People get approached on social media, either Twitter, Instagram, or dating apps. That's just reality. So if you think that you sit at home and a mysterious man is going to come knock at your door and ask, that's never going to be happy. You're going to be single forever. I promise you. Either that or you literally approach men. And that's so scary. If you approach men, I, I look up to you. You're my hero, for real. You really are my hero. Um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with this. Dating up culture is very, 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 very scary. Because everybody is so like, on the next on the next on the next people don't date as a final people don't meet somebody and hope that they be their last people always date as oh well i'm just gonna date and and you know for a few months and then and what what even scares me is that the people who are doing this are people in their late 20s so there's no hope for humanity because everybody who's dating is 27 20 in their 30s 20 the men are in their 30s and they are over here saying i'm not really looking for nothing serious i'm just looking for a vibe your hair is not looking for a vibe you are bored and let it go settle down kwame settle down and marry settle down and marry settle down and marry because why are you 37 31 and you're on the dating i'm talking about some i'm looking for a vibe what vibe again what vibe again? What vibe again? I don't get it. So I definitely think that dating app culture is really ruining our relationships. Um, I think that we should, the government should take away dating apps so that we can be humans again and can actually interact. And everybody is just, everybody has this motive and idea that somebody's out to get them, especially like 
some men they will literally like you'll you'll just be talking to them like uh is this a trap like is this even me sometimes i feel that way like oh does he really like me like i don't know why he's talking to me he's talking to you because you are fine you are fine you're good looking you are smart you are you deserve good men you deserve good women to talk to you accept it and i want to end this um episode by saying that accept good things you know when good things happen to you say yes i deserve it don't say oh my god good things never happen <laughs> good things never happen to people like me yes you deserve love you deserve appreciation you deserve, deserve to be respected you deserve all of these good things because god created you and because he created you you deserve it allow yourself to be loved when good things happen to you you accept it when bad things happen to you it was a mistake it was never meant to happen to you the devil is a liar and that's what I've come, I've come to say because, and, and like for me, like I was a bit sad the other day. I was like, oh, why do I always get ghosted? I don't know why. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I need to fix this. No, that's the devil coming to tell me all of these things. No, maybe I do need therapy so that I keep stop. I can stop picking wrong, terrible men. Yeah. We all need therapy. When are we going to enroll tomorrow? Yes. So. <laughs> So yeah, um, this was so exciting. Um, I really like talking about relationships for someone who's never really been in a relationship, but, um, I love how I just ended that with that. I've, I've, I feel like I've just disappointed everybody, but we will have more conversations about relationships throughout my, um, podcast. I don't know how I'm going to separate it. I don't know if I'm going to do seasons. Um, I think I'm going to do seasons and I think I'll probably end this season on episode eight. And we'll start something new, something more exciting, like not something more exciting. Cause I think this is exciting, but like we will, we will do like, um, different things, like things I like about the Ghanaian culture. Like I want to do different um, seasons of my podcast with different genres of things. And it's going to be super interesting. And I'm so happy that you guys have joined me on this ride. Um, and once again, thank you for listening to Joda, please. My name is Mame, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want, I hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are, driving, eating, doing whatever, in the gym. And tune into the next episode of Joe the Please. Bye!